Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? This is the CHGO Cubs podcast. Cody Delmendo, Ryan Herrera, Jared Willis in this week today. Uh, for the first time, and I don't remember the last time I it's saw been, you, man. It's been so a little bit. Good to see you. I was on with Brendan last week, but it's oh, been, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. since uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. That was the last time I was I in was studio. here in studio. Yeah, it's okay. been a little bit, but yeah. nice to have you back. Yeah, it's good to have you here. back, man. Uh, and it, you picked a good day to come in because we're doing bowl predictions today, and you you were happened to be on our bowl prediction show back right. on January 3rd this year. It's almost a year ago. About a year, um, yeah. You know, Luke's not here, but... You know, whatever. He actually threw in some of his own bold <laughs> predictions in the in the Slack channel. I'll read one of them for you when we when at the end. But uh, I hope it's the second one. <laughs> it's definitely the second <laughs> one. Uh, so, yeah, hit the like button, hit that subscribe button, uh, rate us on Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. We appreciate all support. Um, our last show of 2023, outside of Corey and Brennan. Yeah, Corey tomorrow. and Brennan will have theirs tomorrow, but our last one in the studio. Yeah, last one. What was your favorite part of the 2023 CHGO Cubs podcast? Um, <laughs> the pitch clock. Pitch clock still my favorite part of 2023. Uh, clock, the, the beer bats. The beer, beer bats. bats were fun. Yeah, the friends we made along the way. There you go. There you go. All right. I uh, see some of your comments. Gary, I have acknowledged and I have seen, and I am not going to talk about it on this show because it's not important on this show. But I will, this eventually, is a Cubs show. I will eventually talk about it uh, on the internet. Uh, I'm, it's very big of me to be here with a smile on my face right now. I'll just say that much. Uh, so, <laughs> Ryan's over here. He, he, he's, he, honestly, he's. He's probably enjoying this. No, I'm, mm. I'm not. Okay, let's, mm. okay, we're not gonna. I'm not. It's a bad situation. It's a very bad. And I'm not saying that he thinks like he's saying that it's a good no, no, situation. No, 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 he's no. laughing at me, and not, and honestly, I don't in, really. In blame a purely him. basketball sense. Yeah. In yeah. a purely basketball yeah. sense, yes. Isn't All right, we, we won't. We won't. But we're not gonna get into it. I know most it. of you don't want to hear that. So, uh, all right, bold predictions for 2024. We did yesterday. We did like, uh, you know, we look back at our predictions of this year. Jared, you're really close with Bellinger on the homers. Uh, you said 30. He had 26, and you said that they'd make the second wild card spot, which they should have. Uh, you would have been very, very right. Um, but today we're going to predict for next season. So who wants to start? We're going to start with Jared. I'll, I'll get, get us, ro- I'll get us get going because I, I, I'm starting with what's probably my most bold prediction. So mm-hmm. I figure let's start with a big one. Um, Speaking of Cody Bellinger, my prediction for 2024, again, bold prediction, is that not only will Cody Bellinger be on the Cubs in 2024, but so will Marcus Stroman. Oh. Not one, but both of those guys are going to return to the Cubs in 2024. Um, Why why, why do you think that's a possibility at this point? So I I think it's a a legit possibility because, again, it's a bold prediction, but it's still something that I think could happen. And 
Um, I'll start with Strowman because this kind of came from Brendan and I were talking about this on the show last week. And the more we talked about the Strowman thing, the more I kind of, I don't know if I sort of talked myself into it, but (laughs) I think there's a couple of reasons why. Um, Number one, I don't think the market for Strowman has been super strong. His name has not come up really much at all. Um, And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the injuries in the second half made him something of a a question mark um, for next season. And so teams aren't necessarily itching to to go get him the way they might have been had the rest of the season gone the way that the first half did. So I think there's a chance as the offseason goes on, as we get into like um, maybe even up to like February, the Cubs could approach Marcus Stroman with something that's short term, um, maybe even as short as two years, but give him an opt out after year one. So in a way, it's almost like a one year contract mm-hmm. and give him provide that opportunity to go out there and have another sort of prove it season, even though Marcus Stroman doesn't necessarily need that. But um, I, I could see him going for something like that, where he can return to familiar territory, but still have the opportunity to go out and get another big contract like he's clearly hoping to do so that's why i think there's a chance for stroman and he, he also he fulfills a need that the cubs have i don't think anybody would look at their rotation the way it's currently constructed and say yeah i feel good about this group there's at least one hole there um so i could see the the cubs saying again later in the the off season let's talk to stroman february that, <laughs> um and then bellinger i mean does anybody need to be convinced why Bellinger would be a good idea I don't I think we're all on the same page about yeah. that the, the question isn't that it's more is does Bellinger feel that way is he mm-hmm. is that what he's going to want and I think there's a chance there too because again it's not been a super strong market for him either a lot of that might have to do with the focus of the market has been on Shohei Otani Yamamoto now that those guys are signed maybe we start to see movement on Bellinger but I think some teams might balk a little bit because, yeah, he had a great bounce back year in 2023, but there's still the reality of the three seasons before that mm-hmm. that just were not good. Um, and so a lot of it might have to do with do teams feel like we can take what we saw in 2023 and really trust it. So, yeah. Yeah, I, that? I, that's what we I think the bold, about. the bold part for sure is if they both come back. That it's yeah. both. I think I it's think, more likely yeah. that Bellinger is back instead of Stroman, right. but – if they're both yeah. back, I think we would all be very surprised. Yeah, with the yeah. Bellinger thing, it's like what we talked about either yesterday or the day before on the show. Um, it's going to be like, you know, Scott Boris and, and Cody Bellinger's camp, ha- they're, they're at one level. That's, that's where they want to go. Um, Jed Hoyer and the Cubs camp are at a different level. It's definitely below probably what Scott Boris and them want to go. Boris isn't going to meet Jed and, and company at where they want. Jed's not probably not going to meet Scott Boris and Cody Bellinger at what they want. It's going to have to be somewhere in the middle. Right. And if they can agree on a, on, a, on a meeting point in the middle, then it could work out. That's, that, that's, that's where that realistic po- possibility comes from. It's just how much, how much is Jed willing to go up? How much is Scott mm-hmm. Boris willing to go down? Can they get to that middle ground? And that's... Remains That's, to be seen, obviously, right? Because right? like, they just they haven't really done anything yet this yeah. offseason to indicate either way what their approach is going to be. Yeah. And realistically, bringing on both of those guys puts them right at the first tier of the luxury tax. So if you're going to sign both of those guys, if, if your goal is to try to stay under that luxury tax or not go much beyond the first tier, those two pretty much puts you there. So, yeah. again, bold prediction, but... Yeah. 
That's, I, that's, possible. that's pretty bold. It might be one of the bolder mm-hmm. ones we have on the show today. For sure. Um, do you we wanna, start big. Yeah, start big. Do you want to run through your other two? No, we're just we go around. Go around. We'll go around. All right. Yeah, what yeah. was my first one? Oh, yeah. Here it is. It's on the screen. Uh, my bold prediction, Christopher Morrell hits 35-plus home runs. Maybe not like the boldest prediction, uh, but we, you know, he had 26 uh, this past season, tied for the team lead in home runs. Um, you know, he, he spent that first month in – uh, of the first month of the season in Triple A, so like maybe he could have gotten to thirty had he been up early enough. Um, but I, I think it's something where, and it, it depends on what the Cubs do this off season, right? Like I think Morrell, I think we're more leaning towards Morrell being on the Cubs at this point in the off season. But his name is he's not he's not not a trade chip anymore, right? Like there's probably still. Packages that we're not thinking of that could include Christopher Morrell in a trade, so it it does depend on you know if if that's a possibility or who who else the Cubs may still bring in this off season and if there's room for Morrell to be playing every single day or or DHing or whatever, um, yeah, it's it's he has the power we know that if he's playing every day and hitting and maintains his consistency because in his two first years. We've seen the inconsistency in his game, whether that's the plate approach, striking out too much, chasing, whatever it is. Like, we've seen inconsistency in his game, so I think it also depends on him being more consistent at the plate, which, as a young player, developing player, like, I'm sure that's coming, right? Like, I think he has that offensive upside. Will it, will it manifest to 35-plus home runs this season? It could. Like, I'm not, I'm not putting my money on it. You know, as, Luke, as Luke would say, I'm not going to put my house on it. But mm-hmm. um, I do think 35 home and, and just we've talked about the Cubs needing to add power and consistent power to this offense because they did have six guys hit 20 home runs last year, but it still didn't feel like they had the consistent power that they needed to be you know blowing teams out as Jed Hoyer uh, once talked about. So I think if Morrell can get to that 35 plus home runs like that is a huge development for this lineup for him obviously but for the lineup and what they need to do to just be a, a more complete um you know upper echelon offensive team so um 35 maybe 40 would have been a little more bold but cool. uh, yeah edward be, thinks it's 40, mid yeah, yeah everything is mid but edward's always I don't, I don't, edward's always against me though he, he's, he's i don't necessarily Agree with Edward. I, I, you know, thirty-five homers for a guy who's never done that. Who for a guy who goes through his ups and downs. Like I think that's yeah. the big thing for him is. I, it's not that I think he needs to be more consistent. It's more of like he can't go through the through those three, four week stretches where he is just striking out forty percent of play appearances and all right. that. Because when he is going well, or even at just playing at an average level, he can be the one of the best players on the team offensively. And I think part of what makes it bold, too, is in order to get to 35 home runs, he needs to get a certain number of plate appearances. Fair. And a lot of that has to do with where you're, play, where you're playing him really? on defense, how yeah. many starts at DH he gets. Um, we've talked you know, a lot about Morrell at third base. Do you, do you try him as your full-time third baseman? Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily need to get into all that again, but just <laughs> that's – so – Ryan, I th- I'm going to – yeah, also I think it is bold because he's got to get – I don't know what that number is, but there's a certain number of plate appearances but, that he has to have in order true. for 35 to even be realistic. I will say that 
he's, I think, Council, if, if he is indeed on the team next year, I think Council will do whatever it takes to make sure he's in the lineup every day. Well, that's something that he said at mm-hmm. at a winter meeting is, like, yeah. he has kind of earned that, like, he has played yeah. himself into that guy that deserves every day at bat. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there's there's obviously going to be different variables for Morrell this season to even have the opportunity to reach 35 home runs. And, you know, some of it's based on what the Cubs do. Some of it's based on what Craig Council does. And some of it's based on what he's able to do. So, I, yeah, I think 35, a, a, a prediction of 35 home runs for a guy whose career high is 26, um, I think that's bold enough. <laughs> bold enough. Maybe not as bold as Bellinger you, and, and Strowman, but bold You know enough. it's not bold. Our, our guy, the Godfather, he says bold prediction. Ricketts will still be cheap in 2024. Guys, you all think he's cheap. That's not that's not bold. Come on, yeah, Godfather. It's, that's it's, not bold. You already think this anyway. <laughs> that's the general you're just consensus. Stating, you're just stating what you think is a fact, all that's right? That's the general consensus that's not this bold. chat. Also, Craig, mm-hmm. bold, Craig Brindle, bold prediction that I will finally admit that I'm that actually Clark the Cub. The Cub. <laughs> be, that's, I like that. I, I did needed see, that. Uh, I needed that. Plead the fifth. On that somebody, uh, I'm trying to find it, but somebody's prediction was that, oh, Garrett Johnson, someone from CHGO oh, will throw yeah. out the first pitch next season. Give it so, to Stuckmeyer. Stu- yeah, it's got to yeah, be Stuckey, right? Be Stuckey. Yeah. 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 I like Give that Give him one. the first pitch. And Maybe Corey, home. since he's a season ticket holder and he's given them all that money. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that. That's well, a legit possibility. Like if we nominate Luke for the Cubs Hall of Fame, and he gets in, then that's definitely a then chance to throw out the first, first pitch. pitch yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, you know, that's yeah. fair. So we'll see. Um, okay. <laughs> I will go next. And I actually changed mine. Mine was actually related to Christopher Morell originally, but I changed it to PCA. I think PCA leads the team in stolen bases next year. Um, my thinking is I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see him till May, but I think he's going to spend most of the year on the team uh, because his defense is elite. He is obviously has speed. So will he be able to get on base enough to even get the opportunity? I don't know. He doesn't have a major league hit yet, but I'm not freaking out saying that he's already a bust after 19 plate appearances or whatever it is. I do think that he will hit, and I do think that he will be towards the top of the lineup by the end of the year because that's what he projects to be is like a pro, like not necessarily your pro typical leadoff hitter, but like like someone that you would want to set the table at the top of your lineup if he is anything close to what we hope he is. And uh, yeah. maybe I'm maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid from Jim Callis thinking or no, Jonathan Mayo saying that he thinks he's going to win a rookie of the year uh, on the MLB pipeline predictions article they put out the other day. Maybe I'm just standing PCA because I've already seen enough people think that he is is done after 19 at bats. We know what he is. Um, I'm. I'm maybe I am, but also when I saw when Jared Banner said on the score like two weeks ago that PCA has been in Arizona working with mm-hmm. Dustin Kelly uh, as good a Dustin. Uh, yeah, it's good news. And as a Dustin Kelly stand, uh, I think that PCA will be in the rookie of the year chase next year. So you can either say he's going to be top three. He's going to be a finalist for rookie of the year or he's going to lead the team in stolen bases. I think stolen bases is a little bit more bold just because Nico Horner is on this team. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. The Nico Horner thing makes it bold, but also, as you mentioned, the fact that he's probably not going to be on the Major League roster until Memorial Day. Yeah, it could, yeah. It could be um, May or like, like yeah. mid-May. It could be. It could I think be it'd be early all. May. Yeah. Uh, if, like a, if like he, when Morale and Mervis got yeah, the call. Yeah, like I think it'd be thing. something like that just because, unless he has like a Wesneski-like spring training from last year, mm-hmm. you know, 
But it's just like all we have to look at right now on January or not January third, uh, um, December twenty eighth, is the nineteen or twenty at bats or play appearances that he had in September that weren't during consistent playing time coming off the bench. Uh, clearly and, was a little overpowered and he has he had to show he has to be working on whatever it is the Cubs want to be working on right now uh, for next season I, I think that he has all like I know the Cubs aren't putting any expectations on him for next year but they have to they have to be doing everything they can to to be to fix not necessarily fix him but help him get to that next level yeah, yeah I think, well I was, I was gonna say sorry yeah, uh, right. yeah. the, you guys both mentioned Nico and obviously 43 stolen bases most since Juan Pierre in 2006 like I don't see that aggressiveness coming out I also I don't see Nico's aggressive going down from where he was this past season if anything I think he might steal even more bases with Pete Crow Armstrong and again it was a very small sample I'm not even talking about like his at bats or anything is we saw when he got those opportunities to pinch run late in the season or whatever, you could just, it just felt like a little overzealous in a way. Mm-hmm. Like he was just ready to go. Like I mean, you saw on some of those uh, in Colorado, he got thrown out. There's the one in Colorado where he got thrown out trying to steal second. That just kind of sticks in my mind as just like a, uh, maybe maybe not the best read and get, got thrown out pretty easily at second. I think part of him, if he's going to, lead the team in steals is going to have to be can he kind of just pick his spots more obviously he's going to have to get on base to be able to mm-hmm. like like Nico Horner got on base a lot and that's how he was able to steal so many bases like you have to get on base to steal bases can't peak or Armstrong get the get the hits because will he have the plate approach to take his walks will he get on base enough to be able to get in that position and can he pick the right moments because he has the speed he has the instincts yeah. we see it can he pick the right moments to take advantage of the situation and steal those bases that's i mean that's that goes into obviously a young player's development he's 21 yeah. i don't think he'll be 22 till march like he's still a very young guy but if he's going to lead the team and steal a lot of that development and just learning the game at the big league level is going to have to come pretty fast, especially if he's not up uh, to start the season or even the first month of the season. We don't know when he's going to be up, uh, if he will be. So um, it, could, it could be even a shorter amount of time to be able to get that done. I'm laughing because Garrett says that might his be prediction is uh, prediction Nick Magical hitting more than mm. two home runs next year. I he hit, if he, he hit had two. the speed, I'd be like, oh, he could get like a Tony Campana inside the Parker. But he did hit two this year, though. He did hit, he hit two. The one, uh, the one at the Morel walk-off. Morel's walk-off was started yeah. he, he by He did come close off. to hitting one at London, too. I think That's it was right. off the he wall. Did. That's right. He did he come very really close. close. There was a few where he hit off the wall. Yeah. Like, you know, he, need, he needs to get one up in the air on a day that wind's blowing out more often. Oh, bold prediction from the Godfather. It's a big one. He will try to go to a CHGA CSGO takeover in 2024. My understanding, we're trying to do three next year. So there we go. So three opportunities. Right, on, three God, opportunities, opportunities in 2024. God, he's actually in one, uh, one of the happy hours we had. He was, yes, he was hanging out with us in that happy hour. Nice. So we need nice. to do more. That's we'd that, like to meet. There's the a New Year's person. resolution for us uh, at the end from 2024. More, do more happy hours. More happy hours. Yeah, yeah. And, I like and, it. And meet the Godfather. And meet the Godfather. Um, and the Godmother. That'd be great. All right. So, Jared, you're next. So we're back to me. Um, I think my second prediction was probably the least bold, Mm -hmm. um, maybe of anybody's. Mm -hmm. But so I I went with Justin Steele throwing over 185 innings. Um, Cody, I know you predict 180 for 23, and he came just shy of that. I think, what was it, 175? 175. So um, 
185, I think, Shut is... Brendan. Uh, <laughs> Brendan just uh, loved to comment said, I tune in, and the first thing I hear is you talking about Nick Magical's power. Yes, yeah, Brendan. Brendan, yes. we've spent the first half hour talking about just that. Yeah. So, just that. Just that. No other topic. We were talking about <laughs> Eric Sogard, too. Sogard, yeah. We um, are. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah. So, I figure 185 innings is two more starts than he had in 2023. So... Not a super bold prediction, but I think bold enough because it's assuming he stays healthy all season, doesn't have any kind of issues, um, which for any starting pitcher is always, I think is always a question mark. Um, and I think bold potentially too, because if they are in a playoff run, um, they that. might scale back some of the innings at later in the season just to save the arm for October. Um, so again, admittedly, my least bold prediction. Um, but yeah, going Justin Steele, 185 innings, and I think he's still in that Cy Young consideration in 2024. I think when you look at it, it's when you think about it, maybe even like because he he didn't reach 180, he was 175 this last year. So that's the, you know the way starting pitchers are going. Like I think this past season was like they. The average start was under five innings, something yeah. like that. So you think about that. You think about besides a minimum stint on the IL, Steele was in like really good health the entire year, right? And he mm-hmm. finished. He had a top five finish in NL Cy Young voting without reaching even 180 innings. So if you really think about it, just the the direction starting pitching is going, like it just feels like yeah. every year, like the threshold for like what's a what's a uh, very good. Um, number of innings to pitch is like going down. I mean, I think five pitchers in baseball hit 20 or 200 innings last well, year. The, and like, that used to be the bar to try to reach was 200 yeah. innings. You, that was your, your number one starter. One yeah. of the things you looked for was can this guy give us 200 innings? I don't think it just doesn't happen anymore. So that's so, what I'm saying. So, like, the bar, like, yeah, it feels like it continues to get lower every year. So now we're talking, we're not just talking about him reaching 175 innings again or even 180. That's a, that's a whole, if, we're, if you're looking at like average starts, that's a whole two more starts that he's making and, and, and being that. And again, pretty much having full health for the entire year. I don't think that's, may not be the boldest prediction because if you're an ace, if you're a Cy Young candidate, mm-hmm. like you should, I mean, maybe you should be expected to be able to hit that. But I don't think it's like an easy prediction yeah. at the least either. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I would say uh, in, in some aspects it can be bold just because it's not like Justin Steele has proven to be a consistent starter for multiple years. Like, you know, like last season was his first full year as a starter and he was consistent the entire year. Now the next question is, can, can he do it again? Keep doing that. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think we all believe he can. I I, I'm not saying I'm questioning it. I'm just saying that that's, that has to be the next thing on his, like, keeping receipts uh, for yeah. motivation, you know, right? To, for anyone who thinks that he didn't that – that this past season was a fluke, you know, the fact that he wasn't even a Cy Young uh, finalist, which probably those last two starts of the season probably is a big reason why he wasn't. Like, the, the guy has plenty of mo- motivation going into 2024, I think. But, again – 185 innings is a lot in today's major leagues, major league mm-hmm. baseball. I mean, yeah. that's why I said last year 180 was bold because it's not like so many people are doing going 200 anymore either. Right. So, yeah. right. I, I I think it's a good bar to set. So. Yeah, it would be. It, 
to say it would be great to see him reach 185 innings is valid. Like, I think, yeah, you, I don't think you can expect it. I think, but I think you can say like it would be a really good season for him. Other things considered, obviously as well, but like 185 innings for him would be a really good season for Steele. Because not a lot of guys are, are pitching much more than that these days anyway. It's a so, short list for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. My second one. Uh, bringing it back. Recycling a prediction from last year. But I, I think it's still pretty bold. Cubs pitcher throws a no-hitter. Um, who, I w- I'm curious to who we think could be that guy. And I automatically just want to jump straight to Kate Horton when he, at some point. We think he's going to make his debut, but I don't. I don't, I don't think Kate Horton throws a no hitter this year. I think that that's that's that would be absolutely. That's not even bold. Though. That's like a pipe dream kind of thing. Yeah, you know, it totally. Is um, I don't know. I mean, you had Smiley last year, seven perfect innings in <laughs> April. Who would have yeah. guessed that? Right. Yeah. yeah. You had Marcus Stroman on Memorial Day, one hitter. He gave up his lone hit to start the seventh inning, and he walked a guy. But that was it. Nine shutout innings, one hit against the Tampa Bay Rays. Which, that again, I said it yesterday, but I think that's the best pitching performance for any Cub all year. Um, Kyle Hendricks, seven and two thirds, no hit innings before giving up a hit in San Francisco. I mean, you even look like I think Tyone had five or six no hit innings in Detroit or something like that. Yeah, right. Like, but we're seeing that even these really, really good pitching performances by Cubs still don't turn into no hitters. Like, no hitting. Like, there obviously there have been like plenty of no hitters in baseball history. It's still a really hard thing to do. So. And we're not talking about the Cubs having elite, elite starting pitching either. Like, an overall rotation where, like, you're looking at in this elite, elite. Steele, could he get there? Potentially. I, I mean, I, we, we see him and his ability to limit hard contact, barrels, home runs, all that kind of stuff. That works in his favor for that. Um, but he doesn't have, like, elite swing and miss. That would also work in his favor. Uh, I mean, Kyle Hendricks is another year older at this point. Can he can even repeat what he did in San Francisco to even get close to that, right? Like, they don't have that Memorial Day Marcus Stroman anymore right now, unless, obviously, mm-hmm. your prediction comes true. Then he may get back to that. So, they don't – like, the, the pitching at right now, I can't look at it and say, like, oh, this guy's the most likely to throw a no-hitter. Because it, it's it's a hard thing to do in general. Um, but you still have guys like Justin Steele has to, you know, go out and prove that he's still – like that last year wasn't like a anomaly. Like he could be that guy, right? Mm-hmm. And you just have other guys. You're going to have young guys come up like Kate Horton most likely and Ben Brown that they're going to have to prove what they can do in the rotation. So um, I think overall it's just like it, it can happen, right? Like I, I think we saw even last season times where – unexpectedly guys got close mm-hmm. or guys got deep into games with no hitters going. They weren't able to finish it off. But I think, I don't know, that's, so, my, that's my bold prediction. I think it, it could happen this year. Will it happen? I wouldn't, again, wouldn't put my house on it. But Gary we, says it'd be Shane Bieber. Which is Shane Bieber. Okay. Yeah, he's not okay. on the Cubs, Gary. So, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> right. he's but, not, like, he's, maybe, he's predicting that Shane okay. Bieber will be okay. on the team. That's, that's like that's a dual prediction right that's there. That's even bolder than mine. So <laughs> if, if you had to pick somebody, though. If I had to pick. Like, you've got to put a name out there. Who is it? On the Cubs right now. Yeah, currently on the Cubs. Not taking oh, okay. into, like, maybe they re-signed trade Stroman, the Shane Bieber trade. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with. It's tough. It is. Jamison Tyone. Oh, I like it. Is I my like goal. it. I like that. I, I, I think what we saw from Tyone at the end of the season looked a lot more like what the Cubs think they have in Jameson Tyone. He seemed to be finding more consistency. He was getting deeper into games. You know, the ERA was coming down, all that good stuff. And like I said, like he had 
He had the one start against Arizona at home that was six no-hit innings, I want to mm-hmm. say. He had a, a, another start in, I think it was Detroit, that was five or six no-hit innings before he gave up a game-tying grand slam the next inning, whatever it was. So like he had uh, The New York, he had a... Uh, he looked phenomenal in, 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 in the New Bronx, York. he yeah. had, I think, some kind of no-hit run before giving up his first hit. Yeah. Like He's had those starts where... The, you know, he was getting the, the 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 swing and miss was all right. The sweeper was good. The fastball looked good. Like he looked like well, the Cubs thought they were getting in time. I he had he had his opportunities last year where he wasn't able to finish it off, but I think he's got good stuff. And if he can be just a, a better, more consistent pitcher this season, which I believe he has the ability to, and we've talked about on the show, we all kind of feel that way. Um, he may be my my pick for a guy that has the right mix of stuff and pitchability to be able to do that. I'll tell you, I'll tack on a bonus prediction right now, just oh, out big of, of you. on the spot and put, you know, put me on record. 2024 will be the Jameson Tyon redemption tour. The revenge tour. Okay. The revenge the tour. Redemption Jameson tour. Tyon 2024. Well, that's a good, that's a good, uh, silence the doubters. That's a good, uh, transition into my second one. And it's that Keegan Thompson gets back to 2022 form, baby. All right. I saw Gary's chat in there earlier. He says he thinks Keegan Thompson is getting traded. I mean, he, he could get traded. His value is very low right now. I mean, he, he Technically, he could get back to 2022 form for another team. Yeah, he could. Yeah. <laughs> technically, that would and, and if that happens, you, yeah. you know I will let you know. All you right? Yeah, you didn't say but, with the Cubs. But I'm, just, I'm, yeah. I'm still a believer. I know last year was bad, but you don't have a year like he had in 2022. And, and it the way that – the kind of pitcher that he is, the – the way the Cubs used him. I don't, I don't know how he could go from that to what last year was. Um, so I, I, I think a full off season working on all those issues and stuff. I think that could, I think that benefits him and it, and, and it's bold because I don't think anyone fully believes that at all. Hell, I barely even believe it, but um, if someone's got to stand on the Hill for someone and it's Keegan Thompson, I will be that guy. Credit to me. Yeah, I, I mean, that would be huge for the Cubs. Yeah, it would be huge for the bullpen, really that's would. for sure. We saw how important he was to that bullpen in 2022 in a, in a season where obviously the Cubs weren't competing for much, but he mm-hmm. was that multi-inning. Is it that guy they trusted to go out? Like, if they needed him to go out in the sixth inning or seventh inning and finish the game, like, he looked like that guy. And 2023 was a step back for him. So, uh, But what I'm saying is we've seen it. We've seen Keegan Thompson be – that level that that he was in 2022 and it would be you know uh, i don't know if he can because there were there were issues that he obviously had to work on yeah um but if he can for that team that's that's a huge addition to the bullpen that yeah we know i think that would be a huge addition that we know could have held that team at the end of the season absolutely yeah um we each have one more but we should probably do these ads and then we can all right let's do those ads uh ryan tell us about circa all right, let me let me get this. And how awesome it is, I can tell you as well. I mean, I was on circle last night, having the time of my life. Jalen Brunson over six and a half assists. Boom. Some good stuff with circle. The, huh? fi- the fifty dollars to five hundred dollar challenge is now at ninety seven dollars and sixty one cents. We we ride tonight. There you go. CHGO bets after this, after this show. Yeah, so uh, Circus Sportsbook, <laughs> that's where Cody's talking about. They got tight money line splits and a low hold model. Games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circus Sports menu, unlike other sportsbooks, which may use minus 115 or minus 120 splits. Circus Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. 
We have to talk about the high app limits, the transparency. Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. They encourage bettors to download and explore all sports betting apps available to compare the lines from each sports book. And this may be Cody's favorite thing about Circus Sportsbooks, the customer service. Oh, I love it. There are real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use chatbots. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circus Sportsbook at Circus Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So go download the Circus Sports Illinois app at circusportscom slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text G-A-M-B to 833-234, or visit areyoureallywinning.com. If maybe sports betting isn't your thing and daily fantasy happens to be your thing, uh, well, it's a little bit of both. Uh, Prize picks. I think that prize picks is a, is a mix of both. And that's why I love prize picks because it gives me a mix of both, right? It's the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. And that's when, it, to me, it's a, it's a little bit of a sports betting look outside more of a sports betting look than DFS because DFS you're usually going up against people right and it comes down to whoever chooses like that random person that no one else chooses or whatever this with, with prize picks it's literally just you against the numbers um, instead of betting battling thousands of players including pros and sharks you pick more than more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in uh, Price picks is the most fun I've had up to 25 times my money this basketball season. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. You do it in 60 seconds. Bulls, Pacers tonight. Maybe a little Kobe White action. Maybe a little DeMar DeRozan action. I did Patrick Williams the other night and got really pissed off because it didn't work out, so don't do Patrick Williams. Uh, maybe Tyrese Halliburton because uh, I think you have to use two, player, like two guys from – a different team you can't just use all bulls players um yeah it's uh it's a beautiful thing again do it in 60 seconds but one of my favorite things about prize picks jared because i haven't told you this i've been telling ryan this all week is they offer a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured all right so for football and basketball games if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second that player is rebooted Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So, say you take, uh, you know, Joe Flacco tonight, and in, in, mm. in the, I think the, I think it's the Jets that play tonight, um, in the Browns. Jets Browns, I think. Uh, so. What a disgusting game, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but if you did take Joe Flacco, uh, and he, you know, gets hurt b- because he's old and his, and he's just, I can't believe he's still playing football. Um, if you have him in your prize picks entry, it, they won't hold it against you. You get your money back. Uh, it's a, honestly, it's one of my favorite things about prize picks. So um, go to prizepicks.com slash CHGO and use code CHGO for a first deposit matchup to $100. So you deposit $100 and they'll give you an extra 100 uh, to then bet on basis. basically like for a, an extra free $100 that you can do, use whatever on prize picks for, which is incredible. Uh, prizepicks.com slash slash chgo and use code chgo daily fantasy sports made easy okay 
Well, we got our last our last bowl prediction. You want to start it off, Jared? Yeah. Yes. So, um, going a little more bold than maybe my second prediction. Um, it's pretty bold considering where we sit yeah. right, right now. Right. And I think this is what what makes it bold is is the the do, do I think the current roster wins the division? No. But this is based on what I, I expect will be a busy January. So my final prediction for 2024 is that the Cubs are going to win the division. Um, not just while I predict, predicted second wild card last year. I'm going bigger this year. They're going to win the division. Okay. Um, and I think a lot of that is because we've seen the rest of the division get weaker. The NL Central has kind of turned into one of the softer divisions in baseball. Yeah. Um, doesn't hold a candle to the AL Central, but um, not <laughs> sure. not super tough competition there. So they can benefit from the fact that it might only take 84 wins yeah. to win the division yeah. this next year. Um, but also, I, I think that this is reasonable because I just don't believe that they are going to stand pat with what they have. I think that there are, whether it's free agent signings like we talked about earlier, trades like we've alluded to, I think there are moves coming because this is a team that is on the rise. They're on the rise. They went out and they did the very, very bold thing already of they got a new manager. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you went big with Craig Council. That's, that's mm-hmm. a, a major move. Um, you don't do something like that if you aren't expecting to be a contending team as soon as possible. So... I'm going big. They're yeah. you know, division winners. Yeah, I mean, I will. I, I, I was go gonna ahead. say just and to to even I think looking even more at your point that yes, I think the NL Central is one of the weaker divisions in baseball. But like you know, the Cardinals have made additions, and whether those pitching additions are are gonna get them back to the level they were a couple of years ago, and that, you know, who knows? Um, guys like Lance Lynn, who knows if he's if he's the guy that. Um, he wasn't for the Sox a few years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I think the Cardinals still have plenty of talent on that team that could be could get them back to to where they were a, a couple years back. The Brewers may be taking a step back, but, you know, they do that themselves still have talented players. But then you look at the Reds and the Pirates and, like, where their farm systems are at, they, their young players are starting to bring up. Like, they may, I th- especially the Reds, might be a surprise team in that division That's race. That's the team I think, I if I had to pick one team to watch out for the most, yeah. it's Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's there. And, like, the Pirates, uh, you know, before, obviously, um, Cruz went out, like, they were, I think early in the season, they were – um, in that division race, and obviously that fizzled out relatively quickly. But uh, they have the young players. Brian Reynolds is still there, who's still a good player. Like they have, they have players that they might surprise some people this year and be in that race, maybe even longer than we think. So I don't. I think when you look at it, and if they make the right additions, like it, it, it does feel like the Cubs should be able to go into the season as the favorite to win the NL Central. But I do think obviously they have to make those right moves. And they, they, I think they'll have to hold off some surprisingly good teams in this in this division. May not be world beaters, uh, World Series favorites, or anything like that. Like you might get in the in the obviously the West and the East and the National League. But they're, I think the rest of that division is there will be good enough teams to really battle the Cubs for that um, division title if if it gets down to it. I, I, like yeah. you, we both mentioned the Reds, I think they will be one of those surprise teams that are because they were good this year too obviously right. they were right in the playoff race to, to end the season too and I think they can be in that division race again this year too and I think it would be dangerous to assume that the Cardinals are going to be as bad as they were again yeah 
I was basically going to say what Ryan said. I think the I actually think the NL Central was on the rise. Like, yeah, I think perhaps it was on the rise. perhaps like Milwaukee is the team that right now, as we sit here, feels like they are doing some sort of a reset. But they, as we sit here right now, Burns and Willie Adams are still there. They still have Yelich. They still have. Um, uh, uh, Contreras, Garrett like, Mitchell's back. Garrett Mitchell, like, and they just gave Churio that huge extension. Mm-hmm. Like, they clearly have high belief in him. The pitching, like, with Woodruff being out for the all of next year, they already non tendered him. And if they're not in it at the end of July, they're probably going to trade Burns and probably even sell off some more. But that first half of the next season will be interesting when it comes to the Brewers because even though they lost Council, they, they still have guys there that have helped them somehow, some way win baseball games and it's the most mind-blowing thing that i've never understood and like i like you you guys mentioned the reds like i think the pirates are are going to be what like better too like they dark horse for sure yeah they definitely played better at the end of the year they played spoiler to the cubs you saw key brian hayes i feel like take a bigger step Cruz is going to be back for them next season and i think he's a generational talent type guy uh brian reynolds obviously is a really good baseball player. The thing with them, I think, is pitching. Um, and obviously, they ain't spending any money. So it's like a lot of potential, and they have one of the better farm systems, all these things. Like, you don't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. But I I just don't think this division is going to be like some cakewalk like it has been, and which makes me angry that the Cubs haven't been dominating it the last five years. But whatever. No, um, I, I think, I think so. we can all agree that the Cubs can position themselves by opening day to be – the favorites Either, in the division yeah. and, and like it's theirs for the taking but it I won't be easy it won't be it easy just, i think right. this division is going to be it's not a gimme yeah, yeah. and it, it may not be because it's not you know they're not going to have all the top end teams in this division but i think all these teams i mean we see the nl central match up so well against each other mm-hmm. for for every year whether it may not be all five teams but a lot of these teams match up well against each other they are rivals proximity whatever like i think it'll, it'll be a tough central and i while I do think the Cubs can win this division for sure, I, I don't think it's going to be as easy as it, maybe it might seem on paper going into opening day. <laughs> it won't be right. as easy as it should have been like last year or even the year before in some aspects if they had, you know, maybe invested a little bit more in free agency. Whatever. Yeah. I'm not it'll, trying to go down that rabbit hole. It'll be an interesting division mm-hmm. race, I think, this year. So I think that's a, that's a good prediction right there. Yeah. Um, let's see. My last one. Nico Horner earns his first all-star nod. Um, we talked about it yesterday, Cody, and or, uh, the other day, whatever day it was. Two days ago. Kind of uh, talking about, like, who could be – take that Justin Steele breakout type season mm-hmm. um, next year. I, I think Nico Horner, he's obviously a gold glove defender, right? Like he won the gold glove at second base this year. We know how valuable he is defensively. And the fact that he was – by WRC plus standards, basically league average, and still, um, you know, ended the season last year with higher um, wins above replacement on fan graphs, at least, than the you know, Ozzy Albies and Luis Arias, who were the all-star finalists. Um, and I think Albies actually was the starter. No, Arias was the starter. Albies was on the all-star team. Had a higher F4 than both those guys. I think, and we talked about it, Nico obviously has to – to, to get to that level has to improve offensively, develop more offensively, and I think that's still coming. Um, but I said that, you know, my prediction is kind of like he's going to have that breakout guy where mm-hmm. nationally he starts to get talked about, right? Like yeah. we all sitting here know how important Nico is um, to this Cubs team and, you know, the future. 
I think nationally is when he starts getting that recognition of like this guy's a really, really good player, one of the best players at his position in the National League. Um, you know, I think that, I think this is where we see that breakout season for Nico. And so, you know, all star I said he could he could be in that conversation for like all star caliber player. But if I'm going bolder, I you know, bold prediction, he's gonna make his first all star team this yeah. year. He's gonna be an all star. The Cubs, who know how many they might have, but Nico, bold prediction is gonna be one of them. I think I, I said earlier that I thought that my Justin Steele prediction was the least bold. I I don't know this because this to me seems like if if I were picking things that I expect to happen, like wow. legitimately expect to happen, I would I would put Nico Horner as an all star on that because he was he was getting some mention even last year from teammates. Yeah, um, I think it was Marcus Stroman who who kind of went out of his way to say like, hey, it's not right that Nico Horner didn't get an all star nod mm-hmm. um, when we talked to him about it. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't even know if this is bold. I think it's just a. Nico Horner, All Star. Well, I, I mean, prediction. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think it's the boldest of my predictions by any means. But I also will say, like, last it's not, year it's was not a given. But yeah, he, he's yeah. only like just kind of showing he can be healthy for a full season. Like that was still obviously yeah. a question mark from you know going into last season. Um, and I think, I think the thing that works against him is just his offensive numbers. I, I mean, offense just runs baseball. Like there's there's a reason why I said like he ended the season uh, higher wins above replacement than. The other two guys at second base that did make the playoffs for the or the, the All Star game for the National League, and it's because I think his offensive numbers were just not nearly as good as those guys were. And I you know I think he could be a I think he can be a, a better than league average hitter for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that's again, it just goes to can he be that offensive player to. Obviously, obviously, defense is his calling card, right? Right. But can he show he's got the offensive game to get? to that all-star level yeah. I think that's a big to pair that with the defense yeah. that's already there I think that's a big yeah. task for him this season because whether right or wrong offense just kind of draws the yeah. eyeballs yeah it's true something more bold would be Nico and Dansby starting the all-star game together in the middle up the middle I like that that's a little I bit like, more bold yeah. for a little more bold so, and I would be absolutely here for that so I did something um Luke had his bold predictions in our little slack channel and you mean so his like non-serious ones yeah so I did make a little graphic <laughs> if you guys wanted to read that to the people here I can uh, put it Cody up. Saw his I last still have one oh, more last one? yeah I have one more and then we can share it the that's a good tease we kind of teased it earlier yeah, we'll but, tease but, it. Yeah. but that's a good tease because Luke's bold predictions for next year in general are they're good or they're Elite. Yeah, um, my bad, though. We'll finish out Cody's. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, so my last one is kind of related to what Ryan said about Nico and in, in terms of, like, our, you know, who can be that next Justin Steele for next season. Uh, you know, the other day I said, you know, I would love to dream about, say, Suzuki being in the MVP race, like finishing top seven in the MVP race. So you can take that or you can take what I have on the screen here, uh, hits 30 homers. He hit 14 in year one. He hit 20 last year. So I'm asking for 10 more. And if he hits 30 homers, I think the Cubs are winning the division. And I think that he probably is at least somewhere in the conversation. Uh, Maybe gets an MVP vote or something like that. It's hard for me to go that far when he hasn't even made an all-star team yet. So I'm a little afraid uh, of, like, who would get the most credit Mm -hmm. uh, for the Cubs if the Cubs are a really good team. And, you know, we're talking about the MVP conversation, right? So 30 home runs, never done it. He did it in Japan. And I think the big thing, like we said the other day, is consistency. He's got to be on the field, and he can't go through these one, two-month slumps. I mean, he was 
great in May when he came back from the oblique injury. Then he slumped for two months. Uh, David Ross sat him for like four days, and then suddenly he turned into the best hitter in the National League the last two months of the year. Uh, he's just got to be consistent. And I think if he's consistent, if he's on the field, not hurt, and uh, in the middle of that lineup, I think he hits 30 home runs next year. You want me to be a little bit more bolder? 35, whatever. I couldn't decide. It's just the fact that he hasn't even came close to 30 yet seems pretty bold to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. What well, was it, 14 and 22, right? And then right. 20 last year. So, yeah. so yeah. that's a big jump up yeah. to 30. It's, it's a solid yeah. jump for sure. I, but, like, as we've talked about, like, if we get more of that more consistently that last two months of Suzuki in 2024, we could totally see. Yeah. I, I think 30 is, is realistic, right? But that's, that's about, you know, the consistency and that's something we've mm-hmm. talked about just being the more consistent hitter that the cubs want it's him to bold be to think that say suzuki will be consistent because he hasn't necessarily been consistent yeah, his first two years yeah two, i mean <laughs> all the data we have on him as a major league player is that he has his cold spells he hasn't been the consistent guy so i i don't even disagree like like expecting him to be to all of a sudden be this consistent hitter based on all the data we have on him is probably the wrong expectation, right? Like right. until he proves right. otherwise, he he's a guy that until he proves otherwise, he's a guy that goes through his cold spells and and kind of up and down throughout the season. I think that's not a wrong thing to say about him. I think he can be a guy that's a lot more consistent, but you know, he's got to prove it. Yeah. I've loved this the chat this entire show. There's so many over the place. Yeah. so many bold predictions or just like the normal complaining. <laughs> Omar says Mike Talkman hits 30 homers next year. Oh, wow, that's, that's bold. That that's, might be the boldest thing that I've seen in this entire chat. Yeah, n- none of our predictions hold a candle no, to that. No, that's, no, no. Omar, no, I respect you. Not. Yeah. Respectfully, I there. disagree, but man, I'd love to dream about that. We'll get two summers of Mike Talkman. What would the, yeah, what, what would the case. scenario be that where you have Mike Talkman getting 30 There'd have to be a runs. lot of Something injuries, is, man. Yeah. Getting the plate, getting the plate appearances to hit third. I don't know if that would. Yeah, does that mean things have gone well or just really badly? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to really think about it. (laughs) I'll be, I'll be very sick. Um, Okay, Sarah, let's talk about Luke's. uh, What, what were Luke's three? He put in there. He said that they were. He said that he was going to be shredded. That w- here and he is. would be here. I got it up. Here we okay, go. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, so we'll start with the first one. He says Cody owns more Jordans than Cubs do wins, which I would love to have that many pairs of Jordans. I I I set off air whenever we were looking at it, or we were talking about it. I, I think I have like anywhere between ten to fifteen. <laughs> so uh, if the Cubs lo- you got to increase lose, your uh... Uh, a, a historical a st- historic amount of games. I guess that might hit. Wow. So that's very bold. Yeah. That might be, that's definitely the boldest thing. So maybe he's just banking on you buying a whole bunch more yeah. shoes this year. Well, you know, yeah. I need a raise, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to need a raise if that's <laughs> Got to get Cody some more shoes. Yeah. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide 
that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Uh, his second one is I'm shredded by June takeover closers role. There you go, Godfather. I am rooting for this. Uh, yeah, I'm rooting for that too. <laughs> I would love to see a shredded Luke Stuckmeyer yeah, walking around just, this place. Just AG1 jacked. every yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, the AG1. Yeah, he's going to Midtown Athletic Clubs. Oh time. my God. He's doing yeah. shows. His yeah. veins are just like okay. sticking out of his, his sleeves. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, wow. And then uh, Ryan regretfully <laughs> informs the people. BWAA that he won't be part of the club um, respectfully. So he said BWAA BW. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's talking about. I googled it. Nothing's really coming up. Uh, what that could stand for? Yeah, um, I just copy and pasted that. Yeah, yeah. BWAA BW. It's a classic Luke typo. I don't know what that is. If it is a nerd club, I'm not part of it. So Thank should you. we make up what that acronym is? Baseball, baseball yeah. winners association of America. <laughs> Luke's just home alone, Something. like making just, things yeah. up. with his two kids. I thought that last yeah. BW could stand. Maybe for. his kid typed that one. Yeah. yeah. Again, at, at the end, yeah. he ends it with respectfully. Respectfully, so. though. Respectfully, yeah. hey, though. I'd like to <laughs> withdraw myself. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we got a few minutes left. Let's do these ads, and then we can close out the show. Um, Ryan. Uh, ComEd. Let me let me. Uh, I'm gonna let you start this one. Let me talk about ComEd real quick. I don't know what I did to my phone, but all right. Let me tell you about ComEd, everyone. It's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. Yeah, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence toward an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. I'm a little confused, Cody. Maybe you can you know clear things up for me. What should business owners do? Well, Ryan, Chat, Jared, Sarah, you should all go to ComEd.com slash clean. All right. To learn more about the resources, fleet rebates and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business. Good for the planet. Good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. I was reading the chat. I wasn't really paying attention. Did you say comed.com slash clean? Yeah, go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. 
And after you uh, go to comed.com slash clean, or maybe while you're going there, you can uh, crack open a nice Goose Island uh, while you're sitting at your computer doing that, right? There's, I'm a good double. I, I can I can double task, you know what I mean? I, I have no issue with that. CHO supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. They got the beer roster. We got it all over this office. We got the Beer Hug series, which is one of one of my favorites, the tropical one, 9.9%. I mean, that that uh, that's a doozy in the summer for sure. Um, Oktoberfest, I think that's still in season, right? I, I assume it's still in season. Uh, the 312, obviously, uh, old is faithful. a classic. The Old Faithful, like Ryan said. And, of course, Full Pocket Pilsner, my favorite one to do beer bats because uh, the Cubs are going to win 95, ga- 95 games next year. I mean, this, and, and we'll do 95 beer bats. I look at this beer roster. That's a 162-game winning roster right there if you ask me yeah uh, for sure absolutely and if you are looking for something seasonal and if you have not tried the goose island christmas ale yet their christmas ipa it is solid so oh, okay while you, you still I have can, not tried it yet while go get that one while it's still the holidays yeah. yes yes it's still it's still christmas time so go get that goose island christmas ipa it is fantastic all in all it's just all great beer and I will emphasize that every time I do this ad. Uh, grab your ultra fresh brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. A very nice tap house, by the way. Uh, Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. Chicago's beer. Chicago's beer. All right. Um, so I think our bold predictions were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll Could see. Could have been bolder, but you Could know. Could have been what? bolder. Maybe we felt like we were too bold last year. I don't know. I don't know. I feel See, like Luke might right. have gotten yeah. a little bit bolder considering what he did send us about getting his, shredded and <laughs> getting shredded and, yeah. and, and me having more shoes than Cubs wins. Yeah. All right, new, new bold prediction. Boldest prediction I'll go. Kate Horton starts multiple playoff games for the Cubs this Oh, year. there you go. There was a lot of Kate Horton uh, hopefully, hype in there. Hopefully that makes Edward happy. Yeah. You're going real big with that. Very, so it's, it's a good one. Bold. It's a good one. But – yeah, I think you have to kind of walk the line between, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is a bit of a stretch, but it's still realistic. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, it'll be fun to check in on these when yeah. the time comes down the line. See how we did. We always do like our preseason predictions too. We always like it, we put it up on allchio.com too. So we'll have these predictions on top of like, you know, the entire league predictions and other Cubs predictions yeah. once we know what this roster looks like at, right. and I th- at, at uh, spring training. So, And I think that's uh, – it's worth keeping in mind, and I know it's come up in the chat a lot, and it's a fair, it's a f- fair complaint at this point because the Cubs have not really been active at all. We were talking before the show about, you know, the tweet that I'm sure a lot of people saw. The the Cubs are the only team that have not added a major league player via trade or signing mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, yeah. It's still December. There's still a lot of time for that to happen. So. <laughs> Is, is the roster on opening day going to look very much like what we have now? Um, no, I think there's going to be some significant additions. But, yeah, if you're sitting here right now, and, again, I've seen the people in the chat feeling very frustrated, and I think it's fair to feel that way, but just look at the calendar. It's December 28th. There's a lot that's still going to happen. So yeah. um, don't, uh, don't give up on them just yet. My other bold prediction is that Gary will move off the Jake Slaughter train by the end of 2024. By the end of 2024, Gary will be off the Jake Slaughter train. That's because he's <laughs> debuted and... Either he debuted and sucked, not that I'm rooting for that, or 
the Cubs have a third baseman that we all are happy with. And so, right, and so you're not mm-hmm. thinking about yeah, the prospect you're not anymore. thinking about Jake yeah. Slaughter. All right, there you go, Gary. There's your Gary's, that's Slaughter prediction. For Gary's sake, I'm hoping Jake Slaughter comes up and is just a, an absolute beast because you know Gary's been rooting for this. For he a long has been time, rooting for him. So. And if Jake Slaughter does somehow debut and uh, steals my heart, I will give Gary all the credit in the world. He will get more credit than I've ever given anyone else in the YouTube chat credit because he has been standing Jake Slaughter for a for, year and a half. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. A solid since, since we, months. I think, started the show or right around there. Yeah, Gary's been on the Slaughter. And hey, I have I have those types of players too. So I hear you, uh, Keegan Thompson, for example. So, um, okay, I see you. you're you're motioning something at me, Sarah. CHO uh, Blackhawks is on at two thirty. Yeah, there so you make go. sure everyone tunes yeah, stick into around. that. <laughs> yeah, big big win yesterday. I believe. Huge that win. Beautiful yeah. Connor Bedard Morgan, goal. Right? Yeah, three Connor on Bedard one. That was the, insane. Yeah. Game winning yeah. goal. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking, of, I saw like the Blackhawks. They tweeted like, Connor Bedard is a Chicago Blackhawk. Like I feel like they tweet that like every time he does something. So next year, I'm going to be the guy who's like every time PCA does something, I'm just going to tweet. Pete Crow Armstrong is a Chicago Cub. And it could just be like literally anything random. Like, uh, what's her name? Sam. I can't pronounce her last name. The girl, the the elder lady who always uh, tweets the pictures of people arriving to Wrigley, of players arriving oh, to Wrigley. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking um, about. Yeah. She's one of the sweetest ladies I've ever met, by the way. She is. Yeah. Um, every time she tweets a picture of him arriving to Wrigley next year, I'm just going to quote tweet with, Pete Crow Armstrong is a Chicago Cub. Because he's just doing something. So. Yeah. Uh, that's that's another bold prediction for 2024. Um, anyway, I uh, this is our last show, at least in studio for this year. For 2023, it was a lot of fun, and I appreciate all y'all for being here. Yeah, so. 2023 is um, 2023 was a much better year than 2022 Things on the show for up. sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, appreciate everyone that you know comes in into the YouTube chat, likes, subscribes our show, listens to us uh, wherever you get your podcast, read mine and Jared's stuff on uh, allchgo.com. It's always fun, man. Yeah. It's always fun. So, uh, Corey and Brennan tomorrow, tomorrow, but we'll be back on Monday. So We'll be back on Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, yeah, New New Year's Day. Day. Day We'll be back back on Tuesday, um, and we'll be in 2024. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Thanks to everyone for checking out CHGO Cubs Podcast. Thanks, Jared, for joining us. Thanks, Jared, again, for joining us, man. You're always welcome Good to be with you guys. Yeah. It's always fun. Absolutely. Again, thanks, everyone. Hit the like button on your way out. We had, like, over 100 people watching and only 45 likes on here. So hit the like button on your way out. Please tell your friends they're looking for a Cubs podcast to, you know, get through the pain of the lack of anything happening. This is the place to be. Uh, absolutely. no. There's no other place to be, in my personal opinion. It's also a very biased opinion, but <laughs> don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. True. <laughs> we'll see you in 2024. Flat W. Have a safe New Year's. Y'all silly like the mayor.